Hey there, adventurer. I appreciate you taking the time to do an investigation check and dig into the archives of the show. I wanted to let you know that this is an old episode back when the show was called The Hard Thing Podcast. The topics are still the same, though the format and some of the names are different. If instead you are coming back to The Hard Thing Podcast, well, surprise, we changed our name and some of our branding. Feel free to hang out in the archives and listen to all the wonderful old episodes of The Hard Thing Podcast or take on a new adventure by listening to some of our current episodes. Either way, happy adventuring. This is The Hard Thing Podcast. Today, we are overcoming average. I want to welcome you back to another episode of The Hard Thing Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you overcome average, step up above mediocrity, all by doing hard things. You see, our goal here is to help you improve your life in meaningful ways by getting you to do those hard things that you know you need to do, but you've been avoiding. And today is our Thursday meditation show, so you'll hear from me uh, some things that I've been thinking about. <clears throat> and I want to uh, tell you about my commitment. So I have recently uh, strengthened my commitment to give you ever better content uh, I noticed that maybe I wasn't doing as best as I could, and I wanna I wanna live up to the promise I made of helping you overcome average. My goal is to really help you find yourself in a better situation tomorrow, next week, next month, even next year, and find yourself in uh, being a different person, being a better person, and the person that you'd really like to be. And uh, that's what we're gonna do. But uh, in order to do that, I actually want to invite you to do a couple things. So first thing, join us on our Facebook group. There's a Hard Thing Podcast Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/slash the Hard Thing Podcast. There you can join with like-minded individuals on doing the hard things that are are beating you down or or you're struggling with, and that we can help you out with. <clears throat> Next thing, check out our website, The Hard Thing Podcast. Uh, there you can find some extra content as well as some merchandise that you can rep the uh, Hard Thing Podcast around and uh, show people that you are overcoming average. And then the last thing I'd like to like you to do is to help us raise $1,000 for Operation Underground Railroad. They are a... <clears throat> Nonprofit organization that goes undercover to rescue kids from sex trafficking. They're a really great organization. Uh, they have a very inspirational founding story, and uh, they stand for good and truth and light. So go to GoFundMe.com/overcoming-average. Help us raise one thousand dollars for them. Today, since it is still April, we're, we're still talking about finances. But today, we're talking about the way you think about money. Because money in and of itself is kind of meaningless. Uh, and as, as most objects in life are, I think. But money in and of itself is just a placeholder for value. It's, it's a placeholder for the meaning we give to it. And so I want to talk about some erroneous ways that we think about money and finances in general that I think we need to change. And uh, I'll go into each of those. But let's jump in. So the first one is that I am owed money. Now, obviously, this goes beyond if someone actually owes you money, you've loaned them some money or things like that. But this is the idea that you deserve money, that the government should give you money or that the universe or, or your father, or mother, your uncle, or you know, you inherit some money, you deserve that money. I, I don't like the word deserved because 
I think it is kind of a cop-out. If you feel you deserve something, you don't really necessarily need to do anything for that. Instead, I, I enjoy earning. But even then, uh, so much of what we do is still based upon the actions of our ancestors and people who come before us. Uh, I went to college and my my parents both went to college. I don't know if I would have gone to college if my parents didn't go to college. Um, I, I had ancestors that came from Europe to the United States. I wouldn't be here without them. So n- not necessarily, you know, absolving us from the responsibility of our own actions, but definitely don't feel entitled to anything Be grateful for everything you have and work for everything that you get. That's number one. Number two is money solves problems. I want to be clear. Money does not solve problems. You solve problems, okay? You are the problem solver. Money is just a tool. Does that make sense? So any problem you have can't necessarily be solved by money, but it can be solved by you. And maybe that looks like you earning more money, but I guarantee you in earning more money, you will become a better person or a different person and earn more skills that allow you to solve better problems. Uh, It's a quote by Albert Einstein that we, and I'm butchering this, so you'll have to look it up, but basically the idea is we can't solve the same problems. We can't solve the problems we created yesterday with the same mindset of yesterday in in order in order to solve those problems we have to have a new mindset we have to have a different mindset than the one we had when we created those problems that's the gist of what he said <clears throat> number 3 is time is money okay money is what you make it you can use money as time or you can trade time for money or you can do other things. You can trade money for more time in a way. You can hire people to do things for you. That way you don't have to use your time doing those things. Sometimes we think time is money, but I, th- I think we should distance ourselves from that because time is much more valuable than m- money because money you can always get more of, but you don't, you don't get more of time. So definitely treat time as very, very valuable and and make sure you're very aware of the value you give to money. Number four is money makes me safe. Money does not make you safe. It, it helps, but again, you are the one who makes you safe. And this goes back to something I mentioned in a previous episode where my wife and I were talking. We were talking about our individual thoughts about money. And we asked, what does money mean to you? And I realized that money to me means security. And that in that there is uh, shadows of fear and that I, I rely on money to get rid of fear. But money can't do that because I'm the one who creates fear for myself. And therefore, I'm the one who can control or master my fears. And if I rely on money to do that, I will always be chasing uh, a fictitious concept. If only I had X amount of money, things would be better. I, I This one is a tough one because the dichotomy is so thin. I mean, having more money definitely can help. But the thing is, you're always going to say, if only I had more, if only I was, if only, if only, if only. And, and the funny thing is, and you can learn this from Viktor Frankl, is that you have the choice to be happy right now. You can be grateful for what you have. And, and obviously, don't be complacent, but you can choose 
to feel joy at what surrounds you right now. And that can change your psyche. That can change your whole perspective on life. And I think make it easier for you to improve your actual situation. Uh, And obviously don't delude yourself, but just be grateful and cognizant of what you really have. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, your life really can't be that bad. Not just because this podcast is awesome, because it is, but also because you likely live in a very blessed situation. So I would definitely try and challenge anytime you think, if only I had more. Number six is that money is moral. Uh, and excuse me, there's a train outside. So if you if you hear that, that's what that is. But money is not moral. It's just a tool. Having more money isn't bad and it's not good. Uh, I know that there are some out there that definitely denigrate those who have a lot of money. And uh, on the flip side of that, there are those who denigrate those who don't have any. And I think both of those are, uh, it's, uh, I think it's called the fundamental attribution error where you deem that person as XYZ because of a certain attribute. Money is not moral or amoral. The person who wields it is either moral or amoral. So I would challenge each of you to stop looking at money as as bad or good. Definitely, you know, seek more. Obviously, seek more to do better in your life and better in the lives of those around you. But just try and be a good person, regardless of what you have with money. Money does not change you into a better person, but it can reveal what you are deep down. So make sure that what you are deep down is a really good person. Number seven, I can't spend any money. I personally think that this is not true. And you should listen to one of the other episodes. I think it was uh, two weeks ago I gave about some things you should spend money on. You should spend money on developing yourself, planning for the future. And uh, honestly, sometimes I think you should spend some money on fun. Now, use some wisdom in this and don't go overboard. And... uh, Don't ruin your financial standings, but don't fall prey to the trap that you can't spend money because generally if you're thinking that way, it's because of panic and fear, and that definitely does not lead to healthy money habits. Number eight, I don't need to worry about spending money. This is the flip side of that coin, and we likely fall prey to both of these from time to time in our life. You definitely do need to be cognizant of what you spend. You need to be a wise steward. You need to manage your money. You need to know what comes in, what goes out, and why you're spending it that way. If you don't, you're just being irresponsible. And irresponsibility is what will eventually ruin the world. Uh, Pause on the conversation, though. Uh, One thing I really enjoy during these very difficult times, I know a lot of us are staying at home, uh, even working at home, and that's what I do. But one of my favorite things is listening to audiobooks. I am listening to the book Grit by Angela Duckworth again. And uh, man, it's such a good book. And I had never noticed, but I'd actually interviewed one of the uh, personins that she talks about in the book, Scott Barry Kaufman. Uh, I, I noticed that the other day while running. Uh, and that just tickled me pink. So if you want to give Grit a listen for free, you can actually listen to it on Audible. Uh, Audible offers over 180,000 titles of every sort of genre. So go get a free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash thehardthingpodcast. 
uh, listen to your audiobook, Grit, I'd recommend, but you can pick anyone, others. Um, while you do listen to that or go get your audiobook, I'm going to get back to the show. Number nine, I hate money. This again, and I, I'm very guilty of this one. I, there's been so many times in my life when uh, burdened with debt or struggling to make ends meet, I have adopted this mindset that I hate dealing with money. I hate thinking about it. I hate trying to manage it. I just hated it. And I never went so far as to really demonize those who had a lot of it, but I certainly found myself being very jealous of those who had, from what I saw with my limited perspective, an easier time. So I would challenge you to think about the fact that, again, money is not moral or amoral. You shouldn't hate it. You shouldn't love it. You should feel obliged to use it. You should feel blessed to use it and use it to create the life that you're, you're wanting, a good life. Make sure that you do have a good life. Number 10, money means XYZ, whatever money means to you. Uh, this one is not one that definitely means, uh, this is not necessarily a mindset that's definitely erroneous, but I would challenge you to rethink your assumptions about money. For, for example, again, for me, money meant a lack of fear or security. That's not what it is. Money should, or, or I guess it is if that's what I want it to be, but I don't necessarily want it to be that. I want it to be opportunity. I want it to be a better life. I want it to be a way to help other people. I want that to be what money means to me instead of lack of fear or because you can't really have a lack of fear. You can't really think about a lack of fear. It inevitably leads itself to thinking about fear. That's the problem I have with thinking about money. So I challenge you to think about the way that you think about money. Number 11 is I can handle the monthly payments. This one is deeply embedded in our culture, especially in uh, the United States of America, we never actually think of the full price tag. We just think of what it's going to cost us month over month. For example, if you actually do the math behind any of the loans you do, any amortized loans, you will pay practically double what you think you'll pay just by doing the monthly payments. Uh, even credit card payments or, you know what, Netflix. You can pay $15 for Netflix, but how long do you think you're going to have Netflix? Uh, $15 over 12 months, uh, let's see, 150 that's $180 in a year. Now, I'm guessing that's not the only subscription service you have. So what are you really paying? And are you only going to have Netflix for a year? How long have you had Netflix? And I don't mean to pick on Netflix because they're obviously a very wonderful streaming service, especially now that we have so much time, but... Definitely check your monthly payments versus the monthly, not the monthly, but the, the total price, the, the price tag. Number 12 is I will save when I have enough money. This is akin to thinking I'm going to learn another language when I'm going to go travel to another country, or I'm going to study once I'm in college, or I'm going to uh, go to the gym once I'm in better shape. See, you're confusing with a requirement to, to be there with a requirement to get there. Does that make sense? So you save in order to have more money. You go to the gym in order to be in better shape. You learn a language so you can go to another country. You study so you can get into college. 
uh, I'll, I challenge you to start saving right now, even if you have very little, but just, just, just for the habit, put $1 aside. In fact, put 1% of your monthly income into savings. And as your income grows, keep it at 1%. Uh, and, and definitely use that 1% in wise ways. But I bet you will see many dividends, pun intended, outside of finances that you'll appreciate. Number 13 is I'm in too deep. And I'm talking specifically with this one about debt. Uh, you can always get out of whatever hole you're in but the trick is first to stop digging. And if, if you're in debt, you can reach out to your creditors and find some way to stymie the payments so you can manage them. Or talk to some debt consolidation experts. Uh, you know, find ways to pay more to the debt and make it so, again, first things first, you stop digging the hole. So you make sure that your expenses are less than your income. That way you know Month over month, you're not going in debt more. At that point, you just need to start chipping away at the debt. Number 14 is I can say yes to everything. Uh, that's not the case. If you say yes to everything, you will be spending your money on so many things. You, you are a mutually exclusive person, meaning you yourself can only be in one place at a time. Therefore, you can only do a certain amount of things with your time. Again, you can use money to hire people to do things for you. Uh, but that comes with a certain cost in and of itself. You need to understand prioritizing. And that's where being a good steward really, uh, the, the rubber meets the road, you could say. Number 15, this is a great deal. I am virulently opposed to sales. Uh, people find sales and, and they buy things that they know they're going to need later on. And half the time they don't need those things. And they say, I'm just saving money. I'm saving money, you know, and that's false. Because what they're doing is they're actually spending money now to save money later. And that's wrong because money in your hand is more valuable than, a, you know, more money later. Because what you can do with it now is that there's more potential with, than what you can do with something later. Does that make sense? Number 16 is I budget in my head. Uh, unless you are Rain Man, you will probably mess up a lot of your numbers and not be able to keep things straight. So I would highly encourage you to go get a, a real budget. Put it on paper, put it in spreadsheets or something. Just get a real budget. And then number 17 is I need more. You don't need more. Definitely challenge your definition of need. I, I want more. You can say that truthfully, but I need more. Again, if you're listening to this podcast, you chances are you don't need more. What you need is gratitude. What you want is something completely different. So definitely challenge your definition of need. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I, I want to know what you think. Reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram at The Hard Thing Podcast or talk to me in the Facebook group. Again, facebook.com slash groups slash The Hard Thing Podcast. And uh, thanks for sticking in and being with us on this journey. Uh, sorry for, for some of the background noise. I'm here with my in-laws right now. But uh, we're going to get through this, guys. I know these are time t tough times. And um, stay strong. S stick to things that are right and true. And keep doing hard things because we're going to get out of this. 
Keep doing hard things and, and you will overcome everything. Hey guys, one quick announcement for today's show, and you might have heard this already, even in today's episode, but uh, I have an awesome opportunity for you guys. Once in a lifetime, you have the opportunity to have dinner with myself and a covert CIA operative. That's right, an undercover spy. Uh, my guest, Andrew Bustamante, has been gracious enough to offer himself up <laughs> uh, as guest for a dinner with myself and one lucky audience member. So if you want to sign up for that, make sure you hit the link in the show notes below. As well, you can go to Instagram and hit the link in my bio at The Hard Thing Podcast. This is first come, first serve, and there's only one slot. So whoever signs up first will have the opportunity to come to Utah and have dinner with myself and Andrew Bustamante. It's an exciting opportunity. It's one that you'll be able to brag about to your friends of being able to sit down having dinner with an undercover secret agent. So don't waste any time. Go ahead and sign up in the link in the show notes or go to Instagram at The Hard Thing Podcast and click the link in my bio and you'll find all the relevant information there. Uh, so look forward to having dinner with you.